Amen. It might be a little strange, but I would ask you to hold in your minds the image from the first reading. Naaman, who remember is this pagan general, very powerful, very successful, very influential, stricken with leprosy, finding no cure. He has a slave girl who is Jewish, who tells him there is a prophet in Israel. So he goes. And then, of course, you hear he washes seven times in the Jordan River, which is an icon and foretelling of the seven sacraments that heal our souls. He is cleansed. And it ends with him oddly taking two mule loads of dirt back with him because he will only worship the Lord. And I'd like you to hold that image in your mind, those two mule loads of dirt. Number one, as an icon for what I mean when I talk about the enthronement of the Sacred Heart. That as we continue to move, again, those of you who are here regularly know I've been preaching for many weeks out of this book, Jesus, King of Love, pointing towards in the coming months, especially starting in later this month and all through November, encouraging people to enthrone an icon of the Sacred Heart of Jesus prominently in their own homes. And this notion, these two wagon loads of dirt are this understanding. I come to the Mass and encounter God. God present on the altar, in the Sacred Heart, in the Eucharist. I commune with God. Also at other whiles I might come and encounter God healing in the confessional. After Mass we'll have two beautiful babies who are washed free from sin in baptism. In about 10 days we have a bunch of kids who receive confirmation. Yesterday there was a wedding. You get the idea. These sacraments, this power of God here in this beautiful place. And the enthronement of the Sacred Heart is this bringing of that sort of same land. See, Naaman doesn't want to forget God when he goes back to his place. He knows he can't just go back like things were the way they were before. Much like these lepers that are cleansed, they have to stay close to our Lord. And that's when the enthronement is. And then second, they'd like you to hold this image of taking these two mule loads of dirt when I talk about small groups, all right? Now let me define small groups. When I say, because you could have a small group that learns how to bake or change a tire or whatever, all right? When I say a Christian small group, I mean a group of people who meet regularly to read the Word of God and reflect on it individually, share life together, and pray together, right? Small group is a group of people who meet regularly to read the Word of God, reflect on it, share life together, and pray together. And as I do that, hold these things in your mind as I read the passage from this week's chapter. And the priest who wrote this, he wrote this in 1952 when the church in America was just exploding. Right? This is when Fulton Sheen is the most popular show on all of television and so on and so forth. He writes this. The needs of the church are growing, but apostles do not come forward to meet them in sufficient number. Many of the faithful take no interest in their neighbor's souls. And, although the movement towards the heart of Jesus has drawn many to join the ranks of the apostolate, the others who resist care nothing for the interests of the Lord. This is because, in spite of all their pious practices and doings, 
They have not really grown in the love of Jesus. They are content to vegetate, satisfied with refraining from all that is not really wrong. I found that so fascinating, right? They're content to vegetate, refraining from all that is not really wrong. They are pious, but do not have love for Jesus. And here is where things like the enthronement make sure that our love for Christ does not merely become a singular ritual, but lives in the heart of our homes. Small groups. And you'll see at the end of the pews those garish yellow cards. This is if you are interested at all, even a little, in joining a small group. We have in our parish 14 people who were trained to lead small groups. I will be leading some small groups. Elizabeth Monahan, our director of ministry, she will be leading small groups. Now again, if you're traveling from far away, that can be a little difficult, all right? If you're from an hour and a half away, well, that could be a little bit tough to come every single time. But again, do I have to be from St. Cecilia Parish? No. Do I have to live in the Dells or Lake Delton? No. If I do, great, sign right up, right? You can take a moment now. You can take the card with you if you have any interest in this life where you meet regularly with people around the Word of God and personal reflection. Share life together. Share life together can mean a lot of things, all right? For some people, sharing life together means we have, you know, chamomile tea and little cucumber sandwiches. For other people, it means we drink beer or whatever the case may be, all right? But that life together, we know how divided life gets. We know how easy it is and the demand to be self-interested is so powerful because there's so much that demands our time. And you know, for, you know that all phrase, right? Steel can only be sharpened by steel. You need something hard to make it sharp and strong. You light one log on fire, it burns for a while, but then it goes out. Many logs together burn brightly. And frankly, that one log will only catch fire if there's another one that already is on fire. Or if you prefer the two wagon loads of dirt on a mule, whatever it is, that this is an hour in the life of the church. And for those of you who know about Into the Deep and what is happening in our area, those who are ready to enthrone the icon of the Sacred Heart, grow in that love for Jesus in their homes, who bind together with other people, and it can be in various forms, right? Maybe you're an older lady, you want to hang out with older ladies. Maybe you're a couple, you want to hang out with couples. Maybe you don't care who you're hanging out with. I just like people. It doesn't matter. Great. You can fill that out on the card. We can organize accordingly and find places where we meet regularly around the Word of God, sharing life, praying together, returning every Sunday to the altar to be filled with life in the Holy Eucharist and ever giving thanks, become apostles, not only deeply in love, but always nourished in that love. I'm the kind of person, I feel super awesome in myself, all right? I like what I think, I like what I do. If you put me by myself, I am perfectly fine. And every single Tuesday, I go to my small group, right? So I don't become selfish, so I don't become neurotic. That I have people who can lift me up in those moments when I'm not feeling so great. 
Is it good to be here with all of you? It is super good. And it's nice to shake hands and talk for a minute after Mass. But I, and I suspect if you're any kind of human being, you too need a moment every once in a while when I can talk a little more deeply, share a little more personally, pray together with a little more specificity. That fiery love is a deep part of the enthronement of the Sacred Heart. We make each of our own lives, our homes and our families, not simply functionaries who do things, but apostles who are in love with Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.